Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Everyone. Welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. And Yo. It's just after WrestleMania. I'm still a bit tired even two days later. Probably also because I stayed up to watch some of the Raw after meaning because I just had to see what happened. Because like you know you never know who's gonna like make their debut or who's the rumors of returns. Yeah, you'll need you'll need to make you'll need to inform me of some of that because I didn't watch the Raw after Mania. I watched like the first I think it must have been at least two hours. Because something kept happening that made me want to stay up. <laughs> like, oh, so and so's here. Well, I'm going to go to this. Oh, then that segment, so and so showed up. Always or, weird. So and so said this thing. I'll, I'll go to sleep now. Oh, something's happening. Okay, there were two matches left by the time I went to bed. I went, I may as well just. The way I felt when I got up, I went, I should have just stayed up. Yeah. Uh, so that's. Trevor, how are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm good. I, I didn't ma- manage to sit through the whole WrestleMania. I fell asleep before going. Main event because I I just I just couldn't yeah. sit up any longer. I was wilting by the time when Nakamura match came on. Yeah, I had to make sure when I was watching it, I had plenty of Iron Brew or Monster or whatever it was. Anything I could do to keep me. See, I I was drinking rum, <laughs> rum and coke. Yes, it... gleefully, gleefully, I might say I didn't pay for it. My brother's friend had a bottle of rum and cigarettes. It was good. It was very very generous chap. I don't drink rum, but I can imagine free rum, the best rum. Yeah, it was very nice rum. Captain Morgan's spiced gold. Mmm. But uh, other... plug, plug, plug. <laughs> yeah, okay. Before we get to WrestleMania, any anything to say about your week in general since last time as last we spoke? <laughs> Honestly, nah. I have nothing of interest to tell the listeners. Yeah, pretty much the same here. Yeah. Sorry, people. I got my I got my ticket for that Badamania show. I tell you, but I was going to go to you last time. Why well, I, I got a new hat? Just... The note that nobody can see. Yeah, but that that's the only interesting. Oh, I got a new hat and new sunglasses. Yay! I'm happy. But you can't see them. But trust me, they're good. Tell the people we're good, Scott. No. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if anybody got cancer. I did share it on, on social media. I'm sure uh, I was on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreats Tuesday show. I think they had a show just about every day last week from Sunday, April 1st to the Saturday of Takeover, and then they had one uh, yesterday. But I'll get all the fallout for Mania. And I was on Tuesday show about the return of Daniel Bryan, and Yay, I, didn't, Bryan. I didn't manage to work in the uh, work in our plug, but Pretty much because, and this is no disrespect to, to him, the host, that kind of moves along at kind of fast pace. Yeah. The show ended up being quite short, which I don't think they needed to be that, that short when we were being pre-recorded. Yeah. Especially since one of the other shows they did later in the week went almost an hour. Jeez. I mean, I don't want to rock the boat. I mean, I want to be invited back. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and there are, there are some good shows I've listened to, some of the stuff they've done on like Anchor and various other platforms so yeah yeah it's a really shit advert like. yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not doing the best to big them up but they are very 
like they had, a, they had the episode on Ronda Rousey. You're the, doing you're doing the best you can, Scott. Yeah, you're doing the best you can. They had an episode on Ronda Rousey uh, on the Thursday before WrestleMania, which is very good, don't you? Yeah. You should also do it after you watch the one that I'm on with Daniel Bryan. Watch that one. Listen to that one first. Listen to that one. I'm on it. <laughs> yes, the most, that's the most important thing. <laughs> yes, I'm on it. Listen to it, damn it. So we're going to get into everything, or as much as we can, from WrestleMania. But first, uh, I want to talk about NXT TakeOver New Orleans from the night before. But after, we have more music interludes. A man who had a very good night at at TakeOver New Orleans, and that is Alistair Black.
that was possibly the best entrance music in NXT and maybe of WWE at the moment, Alistair Black. Yeah, yeah, just yeah as I said, had a, a very good night at NXT, but I'll get to that. Well, this was quite a, a stacked card despite only really being five matches long. Yeah. And they opened with the ladder match for the NXT, brand new NXT North American Championship, which I'd seen a, a video of when Twitch unveiled it a few days beforehand, but actually seeing it like live as being as it was being hung up, it looked I think it looks a lot better there than it did in that video because I think the lighting in the video made it. We were confused about what the color was if it was a dark red or a brown. Is that a nice title? I think it looks nice. It's an, definitely an old school title, and some people said it's got elements of a boxing title, and a, yeah. and uh, you can definitely tell Triple H had some input in the design. No, I'm curious because you say it could have been a red leather. Mm-hmm. I remember it was the very first lightweight. He- the light the championship was a red leather belt. Yeah, and they switched to it black in like 2000. Yeah, yeah. Well, was that not when it was a cruiserweight? No, it was like for the last like, year or so that they had the belt around, it had black leather. It changed to black. Mm. Anyway. Uh, sorry, the new, uh, it was a six-man ladder match for the new title. EC3, Ricochet, Lars Sullivan, Killian Dane, Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. Nice. And you look at all the guys like what did actually any of them could have won it? Well, maybe except Lars Sullivan. I think he's still a bit new. Yeah. And uh, he seemed to be the one of the few guys that people legitimately, every time he even climbed a few rungs of the ladder, there was very loud boos. Yeah. So these this WrestleMania weekend crowd did not want to see Lars Sullivan <laughs> win the title. Uh, it was a very, a very spot very magic. Because I don't know the best way in trade, but it's just randomly yelling out spots. See, like within the first couple of minutes, Dane and Sullivan, the two big men, are fighting on the outside, and Ricochet springs off the ropes, and there's a shooting star press to the outside. Damn. Yeah. You never fault a shooting star press when yeah. it's done right. When you look at Ricochet, like, it showed, like, everybody had their own individual video, and it shows Ricochet training, and he did backflip burpees. Now, probably when you do the push when you spring up, yeah. and then he does it, and he does a backflip. Like, damn. You wonder, like, how are you able to do that? Because he has the skill. Yeah. <laughs> Quite simply, I would assume. Yeah. Like I said, very spoilery. Velveteen Dream, I tell you, the purple rainmaker that he does. Yeah. He was, Velveteen Dream was my pick to win it. He didn't, but I'll get to that. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Like I said, anybody could have won it. He did, his, Vel- his purple rainmaker was his, probably one of the best elbows ever. He, he made it look even better when he did it from the very tip top of a ladder onto a believe it was Ricochet, it could have been but I do know the elbow looked amazing mm. and before building Dream later on had Lars Sullivan slam EC3 through Dream through a ladder Damn. <laughs> then Dean not to be outdone grabs Adam Cole, slams him through Ricochet through another <laughs> ladder it was very high up game match yeah. one but there's a spot where they've got three ladders and everybody's on their own individual ladder. God. Right. I think similar to what they did in like the TLC, old TLC matches. Yeah, yeah. It sounds very nostalgic. Yeah. There's one like where Sullivan's climbing the ladder by himself and he's from there. No, you don't even see it. The ricochet springs on the rope and just jumps on his back. <laughs> just tries to climb over him. God. Uh, finish with where Ricochet looks like he's going to get the ladder. Then from nowhere, Adam Cole pushes the ladder down and then Cole grabs the belt. Now, this is a big night for Cole because he's part of the Undisputed Era and Bobby Fish and Kyle, his fellow team members are the tag team champions. But uh, 
Fish got injured a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. so Cole Hadale do double duty and step in. Yeah. And with Kyle O'Reilly when he came out for Kyle, when he's back with Kyle, you could see he had his ribs ribs taped up yeah. from the ladder match. And they they went to Rigo having O'Reilly when they announced the tag match. Yeah. And essentially moaned, Oh what? we can't do that. And uh Rigo just casually just went, Okay, you got three choices. One. He didn't say this is that word, but he essentially said suck it up and do both matches. Yeah. Two, you can have Kyle can do it can wrestle by himself. Yeah. Or three, you can withdraw from the ladder match. It's your choice. Yeah. So we just done it. Yeah, so we just did both matches. Yeah. Yeah, a very good ladder match. All and I, the reason I thought Dream because he's just quite over at the moment. Yeah. But as is Cole and a couple of the other guys in this match. I will say when we get when we get to the review of WrestleMania, I will say and there will be spoilers in this review. Yeah, of course, obviously. So if you haven't seen it, deal. <laughs> but there's a lot of. People who are incredibly over, which should maybe have ended, their matches should have ended a little differently, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And cer- certain things that were involved in WrestleMania were quite frankly ludicrous. I think the good thing about NXT energies in this deal, you know, people sort of some people saying they don't need another title, is there are certain guys who have for a while, uh, well, like they move this kind of. They're kind of in the mid card of NXT because they, they could easily be the champion. Yeah. There's only one belt, and only so many people can be the champion. Yeah. Which is, uh, so this belt is good for the people, and also younger people like the Dream to kind of as a test for them to see if they're ready. Yeah, my maker breaks in. Mm-hmm. We're giving you this title. Let's see how good you really are. Like, out of all the ones that were in, six in that ladder match, yeah. right? Out of the six that were in that ladder match, do you see any of them coming up to the main roster soon? Yeah, I think Cole is one of the guys who's who doesn't need that much time in NXT, so I think he's quite a big name. He like yeah. they wanted to give him the title to be the first, and as well as EC3. Well, I suppose I'm, I'm asking because you seem very, very positive on Velveteen Dream. Yeah, but I think they want to keep him on because he's only in his early... He's very early in his career. He's early 20s, so yeah. not been doing it very long, but it's yeah. still so good for how well... How long he's been doing it. Yeah. So Ricochet could easily come to me and roster, but Ricochet even said in an interview, like, I don't mind having to start from here. Yeah. Uh, Roderick Strong's another guy who's became a phone about, because he didn't seem very well, he wasn't going to be putting the main title picture, so I thought, why wasn't he in the ladder match when it was originally the names of who was going to be in it were leaked? But uh, then he was made put into the tag match and it became clear. Yeah. Uh, the next match was the NXT Women's Championship match. It was a, t- a rematch from last uh, the last takeover back in January. It was Sheena Baszler once again challenging Ember Moon. Yeah. Moon just barely got by in the last match. And uh, Sheena Baszler's been doing a thing where people, when you're pissing people's arm in a certain way and then seems to stamp on it and then people move their arm mm. to make oh, like their arms just snapped now. And she goes to do that again to Ember Moon, but then Moon reels it and then does it, end up, ends up doing it back to Baszler. Mm-hmm. Now she has to wrestle one arm, but then she goes to the outside and starts slamming her shoulder mm-hmm. into the post to try and pop it back in. Yeah. Which is quite cool. And uh, she's a in the Moon went for her eclipse, which is a kind of corkscrew center from the top. Jeez. Uh, Moon managed to catch <laughs> her in, in the choke with one arm, with her one good arm. <laughs> That's cool. And after a while, Moon struggling. Eventually, Basler manages to get her to eventually pass out, and now Moon and now Basler's the women's champion. And 
I see her now holding that belt for quite some time. She's a very, very scary woman. Isn't she? Very scary and capable woman. Yeah. She could, e- she could easily kill me. <laughs> she and she may just. <laughs> Why? I've done, not- I've done nothing but good things with her. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving a. A bit of backstory in this match. It was a triple threat match. It's a triple threat tag match. We know they were having their. Uh, they brought back a tournament they've had to the past couple years, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Ah. And uh, the finals of the tournament, it was many. The winners would get this big trophy, but they would also get a title shot at this takeover. But mm-hmm. the finals came down to the makeshift team of Roderick Strong, Pete Dunn, the UK champion, and uh, the authors of Pain. And uh, on this way, they were interfered in the finals to try and. For the double DQ, so they wouldn't have to defend the titles because Bobby was injured. Then uh, Weagle made the triple threat for both the trophy and the tag titles. Yeah, and it's a thing where they kind of took call out of the match for a while because they had both also been put through a table, mm. so they kind of take them out of the match for a while. But in turn, that kind of actually inevitably made Kyle O'Reilly briefly a bit of a face for having to do it. Fender by still, there's a great spot where you see it not mentioned and he gets suplexed by one of the pain, but he rolls back up. And seems to like get back up and he's like, ah, and speedily collapses again. <laughs> I thought that was the way. He's like, I'm cool, I'm all right. Oh, no, I'm no. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just jump through the finish because this was something I did not see coming. Oh. Uh, it had, it was, Dunn hits the bitter end on his finisher on uh, Kyle O'Reilly. It also has been, been taken out on the outside. See yeah. strong one back in. I think like, there's nothing that can break this up. They're going to win. And then what does strong do? He kicks Dunn in the back of the head and picks him up for his finisher, which is called the... It's a cool finisher, but with a shit name for the end of Heartache, where he flips him up into suplex and drops him across the knees. End of Heartache. Yeah. That's a pretty good ending then. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then he grabs Taylor Riley and drags him on top of Dunn and lets the Undisputed Era win. And then he grabs uh, um, Cole's wristband, which has the Undisputed Era logo on it, takes yeah. off him, and then he puts it on. And this goes back to a comment before War Games where uh, they wanted Rock Strong to join them, but he refused. But now he's seen after a couple of months and not being able to get it done as a face, he's like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll join them. And then l- the looks on Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby and Nan Cole's face of kind of both happiness and also shock. Mm-hmm. And you think that's everybody who, who was watching. I'm like, I just, I, I, I tweeted it at the time, like, why, Roddy? Why? <laughs> <laughs> And then they all pose, it's all around, and even Bobby Fish comes out and he's on his crutches. Yeah. They're all standing there with the trophy and the tag belt. And Adam Cole's got one of the tag belts on his shoulder and he's got the, because obviously he's stepping in. But I have a feeling that from now on it'll be Strong and O'Reilly now defend the title while Fish is out because it's absolutely there's going to be a couple of months before. Uh, what did, what did, how did he injure himself? I don't know, he injured live event. I think it's uh, ACL or some kind of knee injury. Uh, I think he's, he was out on crutches a while, so Cole probably. Defending his newly won North American title while Strong and O'Reilly do the time. But an yeah, uh, yeah. interesting thing happened on social media shortly after this is uh, Pete Dunn uh, used to be in a stable in the Indies, or he technically still is, with fellow UK title competitors, uh, Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, called British Strong Style. Yeah. And uh, Dunn shortly after the show put up a photo, an old photo of British Strong Style with an emoji going like this. Hmm. <laughs> And then uh, Strong and O'Reilly attacked, must have found a, a match at Access, and then Dunn came out to make the save. Yeah. I've been playing at the table, we're going to have the Undisputed Era 
versus British Strong Steel. And from what from what I've seen of both teams, this is gonna, it's going to be a because there were rumours of the original, well not original, but of like when Fish was still around, they shortly after they debuted of the Undisputed Era, British Strong Steel was teased for the War Games takeover. That ended up not happening. They ended up doing what they actually did the War Games with yeah. Santa and all that. Mm. So yeah, really quite a, a decent match. We a really strong like twist that legitimately, from what I've seen, nobody saw coming. Yeah. Cause it looked like they were done because there was nobody else in the ring other than Strong done when he went for the cover. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought Strong and Dunn were going to win, but I thought I was kind of not so sure of myself because Dunn, like all the computers, can have certain freedom to do other indie shows as long as they meet the dates that WWE asked them to do. Mm. Right. And we move into the same game, which was actually the, type, the NXT title match between Alistair Black and Radice and Almas. Which the one thing about this match that they didn't play up is that last year's two were at WrestleMania weekend. It was Black's debut match against Almas, <laughs> and how much I'm talking about how much they've come on in the year because nobody gave a shit about Almas then, and this is essentially what it was. It was a an uh, exhibition for Black and his debut, but now year later he's he's finally he's got a manager. He's, he's stepped up in the ring. He had a five star match with Gargano as I mentioned at the last takeover. Yeah. And Blacks had a lot of good matches, and especially with Velveteen Dream. I think that match, the match we had with Velveteen Dream, did a lot more for Dream than it did for him because it showed that Dream was was more than just his gimmick. He was, uh, yeah. yeah, this is a really good match. Selena Vega kept interfering. She did it. She snuck in and did a hurricane run behind the ref's back on Black, and, and I think he almost spiked himself when he did when he took the hurricane run a bit. One point, Al Black hits his black mask, which is essentially a spinning kick to the face. But then Vega puts the leg on the ropes, so she's constantly getting involved. Then eventually, at one point, she goes to dive on Black. He moves, uh, Almas catches her, and as he's sitting her down, he turns back around and gets kicked with, hits with black mask. Black wins. Black mm-hmm. also is quite a like, stoic character, like, doesn't show a lot of emotion, and then will still kick her face off. Then you should you could tell how happy he was to win the title because he let out a smile because like you'd tell like this means so much to him. So yeah, was like, he's going to get everybody when he's TV like this guy's going to be the NXT champion and now eventually he's got there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So the reason that wasn't the main event and I think this it was kind of rightfully so this was the main event because the next match had such a good story behind it. It was the unsanctioned match between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And they show you the video package, and they show, and it shows you this story actually goes back to the Cruiserweight Classic back in twenty sixteen. Yeah, this is almost a year and a half. Because because when they were team, they were not they were put together in the first round match of the Cruiserweight Classic. They had a great match there. There was teases of maybe Champ was going to beat up Gargan after the match, but they didn't. They stayed a team. They tried to fight when the NXT tag titles were going. He'd lost. And people thought he was going to turn on him then. And then, then they won the titles and then they lost them shortly after to both of the pain and they kept chasing and chasing the belts again. They eventually take over Chicago. Uh, Champa turns on Gargano. And then uh, but he got injured in that match. We had to go away but kept teasing the match on, teasing him on Twitter every time he treated it was always to take a shot, some sort of shot at Gargano. And Gargano struggled to make it as a singles guy but he constantly had to, couldn't get over what had happened to him. Then he finally got his match at Take over Philadelphia and NXT Town was like, right, I'm back where I should be. And he lost. And then as he was soaking in the fact that he'd lost, Gargit Champa returned and hit him with a crutch. <laughs> and then Champa wanted, wanted another match 
Ian Salem was on NXT and he said, I'll leave NXT if I don't win. Yeah. And then while the referee was down, Chapa hit him with his crutch again and cost him his career. Now, every, time he, every time he came out, there was just so many boos. For example, they wouldn't let him get a word in. Yeah. And eventually he was ripping up, was on NXT, he was ripping up signs, John Gargantin people had, and he says, I was a big one, it's a guy, and I met, and I went with these random ones, and the guy takes off some ass, it's Gargano, yeah. and just jumps the back, and eventually just dragged away by security. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, because he's also, he cost, uh, uh, Gargano had to leave because Champa cost him his career. Yeah. Eagle makes the mark, because Gargano won't stop showing up, like they had a video of him showing up all, all Chambo's pulling out performance and trying to get him in his car. <laughs> so they make it as if Johnny wins, he gets he can come back to NXT. It's it's just me like NXT has unlocked better story arc than a lot of the main roster stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of the better days of the main roster. Yeah, it's like like you said, like when you look at that, how you realise how far back this story has been technically building for. Yeah, let's imagine Chapa brilliantly comes out, no music. He just comes out, just him, with this really cool looking jacket, and he look well, he's been away, he's, he looks built. Yeah. And he comes out, he's still got a knee brace on, because it's a knee injury, ACL injury he had. So he's still got the knee brace on, but he can still move. And Johnny came out, and everybody's going mental. Like, people, this is, like I said, a very example, an actual heel that people dislike. Like, they were fuck you, Champa, chance when he came out. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, I seen John Cena at, at ECW. Very much people were even saying at the time it was that's how much people hated yeah. Jampa. And this was like they went at each other in the middle of like, punching each other. Gargano tried to stomp on. Yeah. Tried to, and there's a bit where Jampa lifts up part of the, the floor and is exposed to concrete, but ends up getting power bombed partly on it. Mm-hmm. And people hate him that much. The people started chanting, "You deserve it." <laughs> uh, it was a bit because uh, Mauro and all the commentators a bit kind of over the top at times when these big calls when someone does a show he goes mamma mia or something like that <laughs> there's a bit where Gargano I think he is Gorilla Monster he gets one point where one of them gets thrown across the next table and they knock off Mauro's head so it's a volunteer goes head for a minute yeah. the fans start chatting mamma mia <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the crowd were very much in this and you could tell why they wanted to put this on last I think this kind of gave away the fact that Johnny would was going to win because if he, I think if he didn't win because Black's also a face, they would have put the title match on last if Champa won. So I don't think they'd close it with Champa winning. Yeah. I think it shows how best I I bet for every near fall. Like Champa did a thing where he did a parable into the knees. He did that once, but then he also did it from the second rope, and I thought that was it. But it wasn't. It was he takes off the knee brace. Yeah. He goes to the knee around his face, but then Johnny grabs the knee recent hits at the end of the knee that was injured. And then he, grab, he goes to grab a crutch that he found that uh, Champa tried to take off a fan to hit Johnny with, but he, then Johnny's got it. Yeah. And he goes to him and he just sees Champa just sitting there in the middle of him, just looking so defeated. And <laughs> he just sits down next to him briefly, cause that, that's a callback to what happened at the end of their Cruiserweight Classic match when it looked like Champa was going to turn on, but they still yeah. stayed together. Then while they're sitting there, see Champa reach for the knee, but he goes to hit Johnny with it. Johnny ducks it and he puts Champa in an STF on the injured leg and he grabs his neck, the knee brace across the face. Champa almost immediately taps out. Damn. So Gargano gets his career back. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt he'll actually be in NXT that much longer though. Yeah, like Johnny Gargano? Aye, Gargano. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think maybe we'll keep Tampa around now just because of the injury. Where will he, will he go? Like main roster? 205? What? I don't know. I think he'll stay for a couple of months. Maybe they'll have another match with Almas just to because he's, he's 4 and 0 against Almas. Yeah. And that was the story they were telling. But maybe we'll finally get a win over Almas. Maybe have a shot at the title, lose that, and then go up because Ryan Access said he wanted Gargano on SmackDown. Because it was before that, because Gargano's career was on the line, he, Tampa retweeted it, said, No, contractually, I can make that happen for you. <laughs> I doubt he'll be in much shape to be much uh, much use to you when, I, when I'm done with him. Yeah. <laughs> but that's only 20 minutes I've been talking about this, but it was such a good. It, it does sound like it's worth your 20 minutes. Yeah, like NXT, like every, almost every takeover recently, people have been like, That's the best one. No, that was the best one. Like, they keep <laughs> outdoing themselves. Is that not a good thing, though? Yeah. They're constantly up in it, you know. Well, it was a spot where they did a suplex off the announce table onto the floor and you could hear the thud. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a really hard floor. I think Champa, that's the place where we could tell it did as much damage to Champa as it did him. Well, right. Just guessing over. <laughs> Are you good now? I'm good. Are you sure? Okay. So, so we get into WrestleMania, and the grandest, WrestleMania. grandest stage of them all, and all that. Yeah, yeah, grandest stage of shit. <laughs> and then Mercedes Benz Superdome. I keep getting confused with silver. I'm like Hulk Hogan here. I can't remember the difference. You know, you know, I'm I'm more annoyed by the fact that I enjoyed some of it. <laughs> 
Why? Because like, you, you don't have it as much to complain about as you usually did. Yeah, yeah. I'm more annoyed by that fact. You are quite miserable at times, aren't you? <laughs> well, you know, I... Just enjoy the good stuff I'd that let, you like. I'd let my... I'd let my bitchy guard down. <laughs> you know, I'd let my guard down and I was so hyped up for certain matches and then they didn't go the way they were... that I believe they should have gone. And... In my opinion, some of the WWE's classical and racial stereotyping kicked in. And... I get that, but oh well, I I will that, give but... you I will give you my reason for that opinion during our yeah. We'll go chronologically, but I'll be honest with you, I'm choosing to pretend. Oh, we'll talk about the piece in a minute. But I'm pretending that the procedure didn't really happen for the most part, but uh, from the main car, from the opening trouble threat to the main event, yeah, there's only only two decisions that I genuinely dislike the other one I can see why they did and I can see a good thing coming out of them but I'll get okay. to them maybe that's just my, my optimism and... you and your bloody optimism when will you learn it will serve you no good <laughs> well, I have to keep optimistic it's really hard when I'm around you <laughs> <laughs> when will you learn it will serve no purpose I have to believe <laughs> so you don't really giant Momo about how little effort, probably the least least effort they've ever put into it because Mojo didn't win. Yeah, least effort they've ever put in because nobody got an entrance. Literally, <laughs> no. That. Yeah. Also, WWE, I think they do certain things to piss me off because what's the one clip from this match that they put on their YouTube channel? Mojo eliminating Zack Ryder. Literally, that's the only clip they put of this match. Not yeah. Matt winning or the return of Bray. Mojo eliminating Zach. Just yeah. to piss me off. Yeah, just, but that. A cool looking elimination, I grant you, but doesn't make me hate Mojo any less. But Mojo didn't win. I know, but he got, he lasted too long for my game. He got down to the final three. He too did, long. but. Too long. Take that much. I'm trying to be you here. I'm trying to be positive. The fucker didn't win. <sighs> At least have that in your yeah. mind. So, we get down to the final three. It's the last two years winners, Corbin and Mojo. And, against Matt and Matt and then Bray's thing goes off Bray's thing goes off and he's there and he helps Matt win and they just stand there and then they hug him in the middle of the ring yeah I would have thought it would have been better if you hugged him and then fucking like, I think there, there were some people involved in it who couldn't figure it couldn't remember is Bray actually in the match or is he just interfering because there was a, a pause between Matt what, Matt uh, yeah. Brown I think was the last guy eliminated and the bell ringing I must say, I did enjoy Matt's promo before the Battle Royal. Like, it came just after Gold Dusts. Uh, and he was like, So, Golden One. Humongous <laughs> Wonder Number Eight, as he referred to. Yeah. So, Golden One. I have dreams too. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, Matt, you're nuts. What was that version of the laugh about? You made it sound like that I laughed at Will Ferrell does in Zoolander. It's kind of like that. Oh, isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like a weird mixer, like like Mugatu, <laughs> Al Snow, and Al Snow something. Yeah, he's got a little Al Snow, but I remember when he debuted the look of the way he said. some people said he looks like Christopher Walken in Batman Returns. Oh, he's like a he's like a little Mugatu mixed with Al Snow. I mean, you could write "Help me" across his head. Okay, oh, oh. ah. I'll reference certain things to the Raw after Mania as we go. And they had a thing called the Tag Team Eliminator because the tag team, your new tag team champions, 
That's one of the th- uh, look, spoilers. That's one of the two decisions I didn't like. Are you talking the match with the Usos in the New Day? No, the Raw Tag Team title. Oh, that one. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Yeah, we'll get to that one. The Raw after Mania, uh, Bray and Matt were took part in what's called the Tag Team Eliminator, where they won against Titus Worldwide. Well, the cool one where Titus O'Neill does the worldwide and then Matt would just go, delete! <laughs> and they did that back and forth. Yeah. So that, and then the winner, winners, they won that, and now the Revival beat Galadans and the night. So the two, the two teams will meet next week, and the winner of which I believe will be Matt and Bray will face the bar for the, t- the vac- now vacated tag titles at the Saudi Arabia show in a couple of weeks. Oh. You, you've heard about that, the... Hold, 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 go back, vacated... Yes. ...tag titles. Yes. So, um... I'm sorry to skip ahead a little here, right? Yeah. But I feel I must. Can I just say, we were all. I was off. I was given the opportunity to live tweet a match for Eat Sleep Super Edge. We, we, we tweet a Twitter page because I've been on one of our shows. Yeah. You two were giving one deal, or you're doing match one and two. Guess, guess what? One match is it? Oh, you're giving the set. You're getting the second last match. What match is that? The Raw Tag Team Title Match. Yeah. So. Damn it, I must jump ahead because yeah. I feel that if we do not fucking cover this glaring fucking issue from WrestleMania, it will it will eat away at my soul. Okay. The fucking Raw Tag Team Titles match. What in the name of fuck was with that decision? I have no idea. I mean, not only do you make the title seem completely fucking insignificant, but you make the bar seem completely insignificant by having Braun come out with a fucking kid. Who apparently is a, a son of one of the referees or something like that. And who for a moment I thought was a little girl, I might add. Everybody, some people were okay with it because they thought it may have been a make-a-wish thing. But, but then, then they realised, oh wait, it's not, he's actually somebody's kid. Oh fuck. Anything, it was just ridiculous. See, apparently Braun, up until a few weeks, like a week or so, a few days <sighs> before he won that tag battle royal, he didn't have a WrestleMania match because they were keeping him around in case there was steroids allegations against Roman and there was, we didn't actually know if Brock was actually going to show up what at Mania. Mania. So they were kind of keeping Braun around as an alternate. But when it looked like when it turned out that match was going ahead as planned, they had to kind of scramble. Like, we can't have Braun not on WrestleMania. What can we do? So, so let him take the bar's titles with a kid. Yeah. What, what the fuck? If you go back on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat's Twitter page from around about that time of the night, it's just me and having in many different ways thinking, what the fuck is this? In oh, and, and, and so many different ways. So many different ways of what I just said. What yeah. the fuck? I did make, try and make light and make one joke when this kid comes in here, gets the rocket strapped to him, they even pays dues. Mm. There was one funny thing, but it didesn't, doesn't make up for it, the fact that Ron came backstage with, with a wee boy and he said... Uh, over vacating these titles, uh, Nicholas has a scheduling conflict. He's still in fourth grade. That's not even funny. I thought it was funny at the time, but it doesn't make it any better. It, it doesn't. You can, you can't make jokes about that situation, man. Plus, the it didn't help it by saying by when the bar wanted to add their titles given back to them. Kurt Angle reminded them of the fact that they lost to a child. Yeah, thanks to the fucking WWE, but whatever. You know, the WWE make great decisions every goddamn day, so they do. I'm trying, I'm trying to think what happens to Braun from here. Like, you just won the title with a child. Where are you going from here? Yeah, you had a child help you win a match. Well, the child didn't do anything. He did everything. He just 
he, he was just required to have someone on the apron while he'd be at the bar. And more to the point, what would what would have been wrong with him picking an actual NXT wrestler or something? Someone who could have done with the exposure. You know? They could have made that match legit, got an NXT wrestler in, given them some decent match exposure, made the made at least made the fucking title match some sort of significant. But no, we didn't. We turned it into a fucking joke. And mostly turned the bar into a fucking joke. It was it was a it was ridiculous. That's what it was. And that is that is my run over because if I continue, I will I will swear a lot. Are you done? Yeah. You're out your system, so we don't have to talk about it later. Yeah. Well, we can talk about it later. I'm just. I'd rather, I'd rather not, to be honest with you. What, I didn't. You, I didn't you hate too. Yeah, I just don't want to give it as much. I don't want to talk about it. I didn't. I didn't like he dislike it as much as I do now because I did didn't like it at the time. But when next day went, the more I thought about it, the more angry I became. <laughs> You're sort of like. No, I am pissed off about this. I, I was in a sweepstake with each sweet suplex people, and I joke. I just, I didn't, I couldn't tell. Like, it's too much to go. There's too many possibilities. I just thought, fuck it. I seen he apparently was backstage the week before. James Storm, I just threw that name out there for for nothing, even though I knew it was an it was a long shot. Yeah. I said later, like I knew James Storm was a long shot, but for fuck's sake, come on. <laughs> I mean, you want somebody big like Braun, right? You could have got like big demo or something. Yeah. There were even rumours of like a Rey Mysterio, like the big man, little man team. Oh, that's or like Neville, or like Neville was coming back for a similar reason. Uh, well, even Neville, I mean, at least Neville's got skill. Just, let's not give it any more oxygen. No, let, let's not. So Bray and Matt, Matt, Matt's over. Bray's going to do something interesting now. He's with Matt Hardy. They they might win the tie titles and they should be at the greatest Rumble show at Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We heard what's going to be on that show as well as the 50 man rumble. It's, a net, it's going to be a network thing that's going to be like four or so hours, even with a, a pre show. There's going to be seven title matches, which more more of which I'll get to later, including that Raw Tide title match and John Cena versus Triple H for the first time since 2009, 2010, maybe. So maybe eight years. Yeah, it's been actually a decent while now that I think about it since they two have actually been went one on one. So yeah, that randomly and uh, well, seven, 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 seven title matches. If I think I remember that match, like there's gonna be a lot of people doing double duty on that show. I heard rumor that like, we might have, judging, like judging on whether he's okay and that Daniel Bryan may win that. I heard. Yeah. I heard, heard he's in it, but I didn't. Didn't didn't he do well? Yeah, well, again, don't jump ahead. Yeah, we're jump, we're jumping ahead. Go on. Now, you said this. You said you like this. I was very underwhelmed by it. The cruiserweight title match. Were you very? I thought it was a great match. But I've been watching some of the matches on like two or five lightning up to this, and they've been all so good. And this is what a cruiserweight match should be. And then I looked at this and thinking like, this is what WWE did before with the cruiserweights. So well, like I say, this is this is just a show. This is not a Triple H show. This this is a. I looked at the, the, the abilities that they were displaying in that match for both of them. They were very, very fucking good. They were very on. They were, no one got seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. And they done some pretty big spots, good moves, great agility. It was a great match. The only thing that really bothered me about it, like I, like I said before to you, was 
the fact that they decided to cut fucking advertisements during the match. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was kind. It was kind of like a kick in the balls to the performers, you know. Yeah, that was. But like, like WWE, that's be- a thing that's become synonymous with the WWE nowadays, you know. No respect for the cruiserweights, you know. Like, fuck it, let them wrestle. We'll we'll cut some ads. Yeah, yeah I, I really think they could have. Uh, they could have a bit more freedom of that. Let them cut a bit more loose than they have lately. Like they have been doing on two or five live. Yeah. But, uh, Ali in this like in the lead up to this, he talked about when he came in the cruiserweight classic. He was actually hired as an alternate in case somebody couldn't perform. I must say, I love that Ali guy's entrance. Yeah. As a lot of people were saying. Look, well, I was watching it with him, yeah. and he's like fucking Sub-Zero. I a lot of people said that. Yeah. It's a big... Like, like, and Cedric came out with the most simple engines because he's boring as fuck. <laughs> but, like, he, he was an alternate. He went into the Cruiserweight Classic, Mr. Valley. He went in the first round. He's been building his swell back up. He's still back up. He's cut some really great Twitter promos throughout the tournament. He cut this one that was on YouTube. It was on black and white. Yeah. He was the straight to Sahara to fly him to it was the soul. And he was describing why the heart is better than the soul, and kind of making it relevant to this. And he's like, yeah. and he's like, oh, that, that's good. And then this made me hype for the match. Like, Ali deserves to be the champion. He would be a good champion. And then he lost. Because mm. Cedric can't win the big one, even though I don't think he's had that many cruiserweight title matches. So why was that a thing? That was a that was a theme that was to continue through the entire evening. Yeah. I'm like. And the thing is, it shows, like, in all, the, all three matches in the kickoff, it shows how they value the kickoff matches. Because as people are still celebrating, they got back to the panel. Yeah. At least, at least Booker didn't look like Whoopi for a change. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. And they went and did their thing that we do. And I, I, I can't remember if we did this during the actual WrestleMania or if we did it during the kickoff show. But you know the thing they do when they run past their cavalcade of international announcers I think I was later on the show yeah yeah and you, as usual you look at them all and you think yeah German Italian you go oh Funaki yay <laughs> number one Smackdown NASA <laughs> I, I think he does that occasionally every time they come out remember you hear them say something and one number one yeah tell me you don't do that though when you see them you're like yeah, yeah German Italian oh Funaki there he is yay I'm just, I'm just waiting for him wait, wait. oh there's the, there he is Good old Funaki, he used to wrestle. <laughs> oh, if the match was only slightly more interesting than the last Battle Royal, the women's Battle Royal. That shitty looking trophy. The one that looked like a uterus. Yes, because they had to scramble to not have one that had Miller on the top of it, like they yeah. did the Andre trophy, because they couldn't have did the Miller. Did you notice it looked like a female reproductive system? Not, not until people pointed it out, and when you see it, you can't see it. People have even put a diagram of a female yeah, reproductive system. Yeah, whilst I was and sitting the, with yeah. my brother's friends... <laughs> Lee done that. Lee went and found the diagram of a woman's uterus and went, look, it's a uterus trophy. And I was like, huh. i seen it, but I didn't need to see it. Now you can't unsee it. Yeah, now you can't unsee it. Well done, Naomi. You won a uterus thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good winner, Ma. I was happy yeah. Naomi won it, other than those two idiots. I, can't, I wasn't because I had Bailey in the sweepstake. So that was three in a row for me. I had, yeah. I had Big Cass going back down the Battle Royal. I had Ali winning and I had... Bailey winning because I thought it was going to tie into the thing with her and Sasha. I nope. wasn't unhappy though because I despise Bailey. She's a fucking nugget, man. She's a twat. Oh, yeah, see, I was too focused on the Bailey's last thing when she eliminated Sasha. I kind of forgot Naomi was in the match. <laughs> so. Yeah, so did I, but I was like, oh, look, 
Naomi is there with her light up shoes. They made the NXT women and it feel by like having them randomly all team up together. But yeah, they, but yeah. despite the fact that they didn't give any of the NXT women an entrance, a proper entrance, instead they had them come out with everybody else. Yeah, and well, we gave we gave two of them an entrance. Uh, three after the Bailey, Sasha, and Becky. Yeah, but Sasha's Sasha's Sasha was partly cut off by an ad. My brother was kind of peeled. He wanted Becky to win. And uh, I believe it's uh, Alan on each Sleep Through the Retreat, or I believe it's Alan. If, if not, I'm sorry. Yeah. He originally said he wanted Bailey win for so, for the simple so, fact that sorry maybe Alan. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people who come in and out of the show. A lot of good people, and I sorry if I get the name wrong. But, uh, How's it? That's a good radio no, game. Possibly Alan. No, I said I think it was Gary. Sorry, it was Gary. He uh, said he wanted Bailey win for the simple fact that he has a, a daughter that loves Bailey. He said I spent a fortune on Bailey stuff for her, her Christmas. I cannot deal with deal with her possibly having a tantrum because Bailey, our favorite, didn't win. <laughs> I need no more belly. Damn it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hug anyone. <laughs> Fucking belly. So we move on. Let's move past the kickoff and onto the main show and had an ad pile, much to everybody's delight. Yay! Just to pity it didn't set John Cena's face on fire. Well, I couldn't have. He's, he was a certain distance away. I don't care. He's a bastard. <laughs> I liked the fact that he was in the carriage most of every now. Did you notice how long he was sitting with that one beer? Did you notice the same beer? <laughs> we know it was probably non-alcoholic vegan beer, but funny. I don't think he's, he's not a vegan. He's as much of a wanker as a vegan. Well, apparently he used to be quite the drinker, and he liked Jericho tell story. But I'm like, he went out drinking with John Cena, and he remembers waiting up past it, and Cena's just casually kind of sitting there in his chair, just going through Jericho's iTunes like. Like, like, the drunk Jericho. Joe, I don't care what Cena is, he's just a bastard. Anyway, but I, but I like the fact Half wrestler, half bodybuilder, all bastard. Can I make my fucking thing? Now you can. I like the fact that yeah, he's actually in proper, like, not his gear, but he was in street clothes, like, he expected to sit there as a fan for the whole show. So he did, yeah. But... Because I was expecting, oh, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be there, but he'll still be in his shirt and his shorts. Oh, no, he's actually in street clothes. Yeah. It's like an hour or so before the show, like, people were getting floaties. Where was his on Twitter from where they were, and they could see Cena talking to fans in, like, regular clothes. I, I said to my brother at the time, it would be nice just see if there was one child behind him just sitting there going, wanker. <laughs> I don't like I don't... No, people behind, behind him were happy because every time they cut to him, it was a chance for them to get on camera. I would have been behind them going, ah, dickhead. You know, during the pre-show matches, they were cutting to Cena, but they did but Cena, they were fairing Cena to but Cena wasn't expecting to see the camera, so he's just sitting there casually watching the match, not realising the camera's on, and they're like, oh shit, the camera's on, they didn't react. What a pish. You know, every time we were sitting, myself, my brother and his friends were sitting watching it, and every time the camera panned on that guy and my brother's friends was going, going to take the camera off, that cunt. Please, we're focused on the fucking match. Get away from him. Nobody cares about Cena. Cunt. Well, I added the cunt, but there you go. There you go. I'm done now. We get to one thing that you saying all in terms of explicitives about Cena. Yes, I won't say anything bad about Cena. I don't Cena say, I don't say, don't say anything bad, like, you always have your opinion, but for God's sake, calm down. Okay, he's a naughty man. He's a bad, bad, bad man. And I don't like him. 
we live in a match of Ethermania. Yes. We got there eventually. God knows how long it's been since we till we actually got there. But we had Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Fantastic the, match. Yes. Fantastic. I was I especially loved Bal- uh, Seth's entrance. Yeah. It's the the Game of Thrones style gear and the white totally, and the blue totally. contacts and yeah, like contacts were insane. And the fire that came up during the burn it down part of his movie. And I joked on Twitter, Miz coming out looking like something out like of the 90s Power Rangers movie. <laughs> and then I thought about, although it seemed matter last, he's coming out as a demon, and then he came out normal. Yeah, a lot. The ones I was watching it with were saying that too, like, oh, he should have come out as a demon, but did it matter? But I think it's because he wasn't going to win, that's why I didn't. I mean, that became evident when he didn't win. Which is yeah. annoying for me, because again, sweepstake, I had him. You had him as your, your pick. Yeah. So there's your rule, Scott. Never pick anyone. Just watch it. Yeah. Watch it and expect the disappointment. But do you know? Do you know the reason why the reason for his, his shirt and the the people that were out there on the stage with him? Go on. This is a, a LGBT group from the New Orleans area. Because there was a room a room in leaked that, that Stephanie pitched this gimmick for Bal that Triple H kind of shot down. They wanted to get Valor to play some empowered gay character. Yeah. But the only reason Triple H probably smartly shot it down. Why? Valor isn't fucking gay. Ah, well, yeah. Like, I'm just, I don't think he can. I just think it's the best idea that everybody, the audience knows that he isn't. Yeah. And it's maybe hard for some people to buy in that he is. Especially the fact that they cut to him in all fame and he was sitting there with his girlfriend. Who is who works for, also works for WWE as one of the backstage interviewers? Balor's girlfriend. Ah, yeah, Kathy Kelly. I didn't know that. That's cool. Or, yeah. but, uh, so everybody knows he isn't, but he but he's been meeting kind of colors now by putting the kind of the LGBT color thick colors on his t-shirt saying Balor Club is for everyone or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's nice. it's a nice thing. But it's a like, nice thing. But I mean, the idea of him doing it when he's not even when they've had gay wrestlers like Sonya, that's Sonya Deville. She's gay. You've got her on your. We yeah, had um, Darren Young. Darren Young. He was. He's no longer a WWE wrestler, but he was a gay. Yeah. So I mean, I I can speak like on a personal level because I mean I'm gay. Yeah. You know, but I don't really see why that has anything to do with. Wrestling, you know, wrestling should just be <laughs> wrestling. You know, we should we should never politicize wrestling. <laughs> wrestling should be an escape, <laughs> not any kind of political motivation. Or anything. Yeah, but as you said, this match was phenomenal. A great way to open the show, and like. Seth and Finn did their usual, like, what you've seen from one of the matches between them before, and then he had the Miz constantly sneaking in at every opportunity yeah. to try and get the win. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm sad. I'm sad that the Miz won, but happy that someone else won the title, because I'd, I'd, I've always liked the Miz. Yeah. Even from his days back as the Miz and Morrison, you know what I mean? I've always liked the Miz. Yeah. He's one of the, you, like, you, you don't want to like him. Mm-hmm. But you can't dislike him. There were some curious spots where he, like Balor breaking up the the pin with the coup de gras. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. The way Seth won it, yeah, that was thought, so cool. Nearly probably gave I said oh, so, sorry. And we he curb stomped Balor when he went for the pin, and he's hit off Miz like oh well, there's Balor with another concussion. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to see the curb stomp man. Yeah, yeah, that's the. 
Oh, there's a tease on the outside earlier on where Finn, uh, sorry, Seth went to power one Finn into the barricade, which is similar to it's the same way. Yeah, well, he ended them. Aye, then he got the fire and hit the sling blade on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like they said, Seth did the, the curb stomp on Finn, and then he hit the one on the Miz and pinned him. Yeah. So now all three members of the Shield are Grand Slam champions. Never the first, though. Yeah. He said the next night, the next thing after, like, it was great. It's good to finally catch up to Seth and Dean, sorry, to Roman and Dean Lee. Yeah. But, uh, there was one thing I just picked up a commentary called by Coach that really, like, I don't know why, but it annoyed me a bit. Like, he's never had a win like this in a building like this. Like, yes, he, was he, in, like he was in this building four years ago and he and the Shield squashed Kane and the Outlaws. Like, he's won in this building before. A WrestleMania wins a WrestleMania win, coach. And, he um, won the and he won the WWE title. I was about to say, cash in at WrestleMania. Oh, fuck's sake, coach. <laughs> the the one instance of that WrestleMania that made it a worthwhile ending. I'll get. I won't. I won't comment on that. <laughs> I really like that man. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just happy Seth. Yeah, made that good. Yeah, yeah, that was a good moment. of Eh. Yeah. Anything else to see in the struggle with it? It was it was a really good. Um, no, I think he covered it quite well. I mean, like I say, Seth was phenomenal. The way Lorraine, everything about this match was great. You know, high energy, great moves, great spots, great entrances. You know, because the first thing I noticed from the get go was Seth's eyes, the contacts. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. You know, and he came out and I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, but I was much like you, like watching it. I, was, I watched Seth come in, I watched Miz come in, and I was like, Come on, where's the demon? Uh, and then, and then, even like a split second before Bar came out, I was like, "Ah, oh, demon, demon, demon!" And then he didn't. I was like, "Ah, oh, damn!" But I wasn't, I wasn't like sort of childish. Like, "Oh no, he's not the demon. This has ruined the whole match." You know what I mean? I was like, "Ah, oh, damn!" You know, but, uh, but a, a great, great fucking match and a good outcome. Yeah, the 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 show will be a four way for. A ladder match the title, these three guys and Samoa Joe. Yeah. They did a good thing of announcing the match before WrestleMania because they had the A three in it. So now thing like like yeah. it doesn't matter this kind of, it doesn't spoil the result because all three men will be in it either way, so you need so really you know any of them could go in as a champion. Yeah. And so, so then the second match and like I say I said at the time it shows how many ma- good big matches they've got in this show that this was this went on second. Was Charlotte versus Asuka. Oh. Oh. Charlotte had the big grand entrance. You hear part of Frick Flair's entrance music being played as she was probably in there and kicked in the heart. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a great match. Yeah, I really thought I actually thought maybe match of the night, I'm thinking. Maybe. It might just my opinion. Like the way she, like we Asuka countered the minsel into the triangle. Yeah. And Charlotte's busting at the Spanish fly. Like, she's not she's ever actually done that. No, it was a, it was a great yeah. match. It was, I, was it was quite, great match. I was quite nervous when she hit the Spanish fly because she kind of, they think they both kind of rotated a bit. Yeah. Kind of late on, so it kind of like, oh, that could have went very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so some good spot. Like, Asuka did a suplex off the, off the apron to the outside, which reminded me of the suplex from the Gargano Champa match off mm-hmm. the table to the outside because. Both looked quite sore. No, it was, it was a great, well worked match, I must say. I tried to say, at the end on the sweet stick, I thought, I'm four nutting down at this, I'm 0 for 4 at this point. And I thought, 
Here we go. I picked Asuka. This is my guarantee. This is what get me back on the winning track. Yeah, I was. I, I must say, I was much like you, Scott. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, do you just love breaking streets in New Orleans, don't they? I must say, though. I must say. As I said to you before we started the show, uh-huh. WWE's classic old style racism. Not only did Asuka lose. Nakamura. But she was like gracious, like gracious Asian, you know. It's like, oh, oh, Charlotte bested me. Oh, oh, and she was all, all gracious and smiling, you know. And I thought to myself, that's, that's typical, typical WWE racism. Don't just make the Asian lose, but make her gracious about losing. I don't think that's anything to do with it, because I think in the lead up to it, They've kind of shown that they both have the mutual respect towards each other. That's why Charlotte. That's, that's why Asuka. That's why Asuka wanted to fight she Charlotte. She didn't even seem disappointed. She'd lost. I mean, show a bit of disappointment. You know, I mean, you're fighting on the grandest stage of them all for the best fucking women's title. You know, because be honest with you, the best woman wrestler is Charlotte. She's yeah. fucking phenomenal, and the best title was on Charlotte. Yeah. So you're fighting at the grandest stage for the grandest women's title and you don't even seem disappointed you lost. You seem gracious about it. Over And I, I'm all for being gracious in defeat, but there's being gracious and there's been a fucking... a doormat. I, that, is, that is why I sense old-style WWE racism. Or stereotypes, if you will. You know? I don't see it as that, but that's... When you think about it, you said the best women's wrestler is Charlotte. That's probably why I think it was best. It was hard that did it. That, yeah. that beat Charlotte. I mean, it's, it, was, the, it was a great finish. The, uh, the rumour was that it was going to go, well, Asuka was going to remain undefeated until next year's Mania. Yeah. It was then to Ronda. But I think like it's probably best you have or lose to an actual... An actual great wrestler as opposed to Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think there would have been more backlist to, to Ronda beating her than there would be Charlotte. Yeah, because you can believe Charlotte being up. Yeah. Charlotte is Charlotte's fucking phenomenal in the ring. Yeah. And because it's been undefeated streaks like shit like Asuka's are, eventually they become a bit of a hindrance because yeah, you don't yeah, get matches. Because you, you can't survive your whole career based yeah. on all. Like people were, were nervous about how the Survivor Series match was going to work if, if they were if Charlotte, if Team Raw didn't win. Does Team Raw have to win because Asuka's involved? And if they don't win, how are they going to get Asuka out? Because some people were failing. They didn't ever get like disqualified or counted out because technically the and they don't think they they count like being undefeated as being not pinned or submitted. That's yeah. It was a phenomenal match. Now people, we can probably come back to this in the lane because I've asked to continue to beat a lot of other people, but then come back to Charlotte and say, yeah. "You're the only person that's beat, beat me. I haven't beaten you. I need to beat you." Yeah, I think I think they could have a good a good program from this match. Yeah. You know, I think the possibilities that make this a decision I'm not as I'm not annoyed about. You see, now yeah. I said that there were two things on this show that annoyed that actually annoyed me, but the rest I can find reasons for liking and find reasons about why they did it. One of them was the bronze thing. Do you know what the second one was? Go on. The fact that Jinder Mahal pinned Rusev. Oh, don't even. Don't even start me on that one. I mean, Jinder Mahal, for, for point one, he did nothing in that match. No. Nothing. You know, the other three were great in that match. But he did... He was just Jinder, you know? 
things are, I've noticed the last few months, like when he's been there, which I've noticed, you're not as annoying as you were when you were in the main event. That's because you weren't ready for the main event. But now you're now you're in a WrestleMania and against Rusev. Like, and you beat the guy who's over as well with the crowd. Like, does it have to be you? Like, I noticed Randy looked as usual. I can't be asked. And then when it when the finish happened, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too pleased about having to come into me and lose my title to Jinder and not even be involved in the decision. And decision, yeah. Now they're telling a story that Jinder is Randy's number because they had Jinder take the title for Randy, the WWE title from him, and beat him like three pay-per-views straight. Yeah. And they're like, I think they mentioned that to Randy at the fast lane edition of Falcon's Mac and Randy just, you could tell, didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, but you know yourself, Randy is clamouring to get back to being a heel. Because he has stated himself what he's done his best work as a heel. I mean, uh, the Superstar Shake-Up's happening again next week on Ron Smackdown where people are going to move. Yeah. And there were rumours a few months ago when they were looking some trying, some names, supposed names were leaking. Like the bar was one of the names to go to Smackdown, but with this yeah. say, match, I doubt that's going to happen. But uh, there was a rumour of Randy moving to Raw, which supposedly... Was backed up by from a few months before that that Randy wanted to move back to Raw as a heel. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd like to see Randy go back to being a heel because I agree with his statement. He does work best as a pure heel. Also, you notice Adrian was in the Battle Royal. He had some hair at the back. He comes out of this match. He has shaved his head. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, did he? We were all we were trying to discuss it with me and my brother and his pal. Like, wait, he had hair before, didn't he? Like earlier on in the night, he had hair. Like, how quickly did he shave his head? Who are you talking of again? Aiden English. Oh, Aiden English, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure he had hair, didn't he? I mean, he didn't have much hair. He was kind of going back a bit, but... Yeah, but maybe he just thought, fuck it. But the fact, the fact, the hair he had and the, the lack of hair he has now is very noticeable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Very yeah. noticeable difference here. But I hardly think we, discuss, we can have a discussion about Aiden English's hair. I'd rather talk about that than gender winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. But look, it is kind of disgusting the fact that like Rusev is so over now. Like they're really the fans love him. They love the Rusev Day thing. Mm-hmm. If they were going to put the title on anyone, they should have put it on Rusev. Yeah. But uh, I mean, because you know they weren't going to put it on Dolph. Yeah. You know. You know, you see, but there's nothing. Does really anybody do anything? Because there were a few. Good spot, like Randy Suplex did a couple of RKO's. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody had a wee spot here and there. Well, see, did anyone do really do anything? Well, see, that's my whole point. None of them really did a lot, but out of all of them, Ginger did the least. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my main. That's one of my main issues with Ginger. He doesn't seem to have a lot in his repertoire, even basic. Well, hopefully, stuff. hopefully, there's a silver lining at this. Ginger will, Rusev will chase him for it, and hopefully, win the title. Yeah, but gender, I mean, I've 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 heard gender like I've read interviews of gender just out with wrestling, uh, and he seems like a really gen up like nice guy. Uh, but I mean, he really has to work on his ability. Uh, like seriously, needs to work on because he can't. This ain't the eighties anymore, or the early nineties. He can't just be a wrestler based upon being a big fucker, uh, and no one can take that away from gender. He is a big, big dude, big fucker, right? But that counts for nothing. You need to have ability, and Jinder, quite frankly, does not have the ability that someone like Rusev does. Absolutely. You know, because Rusev is a big guy, mm-hmm. big hulking guy, but he has genuine ability. Mm-hmm. And 
in my opinion, is a lot more deserving of a title than gender is. <laughs> you know, because we took we take gender from being a nothing. Out of the blue, he's, he is the man. Mm-hmm. It goes nowhere. We take it off him, and lo and behold, we put another title on him. Mm-hmm. When are we gonna le- When are you gonna learn, Vince? It's not gonna work. <laughs> you can't just put a title on a guy and expect it to work. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you can't just put a belt on a guy and expect it's going to wash with the fans. Never thought I'd hear an Ultimate Warrior gender comparison, but thing. <laughs> Does it work, though? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the order of the show you see there were big matches being placed in places you did earlier or so you thought they would be. Yeah. Which is why I was again surprised when we had our next match was the next tag between uh, Ronda and Ronda and Ronda and Did uh, Triple H suddenly get a few years a few Christmases ago get the box set of Sons of Anarchy or something? Because he had a more big entrance last year and then he had one this year like just because you got the Sons of Anarchy box set for your Christmas one year doesn't mean you can come out on your wee motorbike. Well, it doesn't help the fact that his beard makes him look like he's 60. Mm-hmm. You know, he, lo- he looks like a grizzled old biker. <laughs> with Although, like, most old bikers actually have some hair on their fucking head. Is it just me, or in recent years since he shaved his head, does he look more... Delicious. Or I was going to say, but more... Because you see the late night videos he puts when he's training. Oh, like, he is... He is ripped to fuck. Yep. He is. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, pretty sure there were times when he was world champion. He didn't look that good. Not, not true. Like, not true. I, I, I say all the time there are some times. Yeah, yeah, but seeing the sort of like two to oh two to oh three era. Yeah. When he was coming down to the ring wearing that ridiculously strange chainmail thing he was wearing, yeah. he was very ripped then. Yeah. He was extremely ripped then, and then um. When he made his return at Rumble two thousand and two, yeah, yeah, he was he was very ripped in. Uh, I think that was a lot of lot to do with the fact that he'd had the knee the leg injury and he'd yeah. been really, really, really working to get back. Yeah, I think that was a similar reason with Champa when he, he had all that time out with an injury, and that's why he came back so much more built yeah. than he was. It's just a wrestler yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. When we're out for a while, they think I've really got to oh. put the bulk on to get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, injury like I mean, Drew Manter was giving interviews. He was on the kickoff for. Take over, yeah. And he was uh, talking about like the injury he had. Uh, he was given the time frame when he was coming out, and he's looking up who's came back sooner. And he's seen Cena has do more injury, and he came back earlier than expected. So he went to the same doctor. Cena went to him and went, right, what did Cena do? How do I get back early? Just give me the, everything you did with Cena. And he's like, okay, you need to do this to me, like work out this too many times a day. Yeah. So he's trying to trying to get do whatever he can to get back. Seems like Emily and other people like Cena because Cena has a reputation for. Returning Aye, quickly, working so working so hard to get back to where. I mean, you you can. I mean, you're talking about Cena. You can't fault that guy yeah. on his on his, oh, like his he, work ethic. Because he's like he's only returned. He came back four month in four months for injury that should take at least six. Yeah, supposedly. No, so. I mean, I mean the guy really does rub a lot of, pe- a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. But you can never fault his work ethic. You think about it. He, the injury he came back for for the rumble was a, like a, a bicep or arm or her shoulder injury, and then it. Aye. Then he comes into the match, and within a few minutes, he's picking up fucking Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's one thing that's always mildly frightened me about yeah. Cena is, is pure strength. Yeah. It's terrifying sometimes, you know. 
Like, you just, you wouldn't want to genuinely piss the guy off because he could rip your fucking head off. I joked about uh, Ron Dreiser coming out and the, again, they wanted to roll the paper with the, the version of the kilt. And I said to him, like, you know, really, the only way she looked more like Roddy Haver she randomly beat up Goldust. No. <laughs> no. Just, just to inform the listeners of my sadness, I've never run out of my run. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. Hear the music from Donnie Darko playing. Captain Morgan Spiced Gold. Plug. Sorry, just looking at you, looking at you with your empty ball, just cue the music for Donnie Darko. All around me. <laughs> no, 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 it's the sad walking away music from the Incredible Hulk. Dun, dun. <laughs> we've, we've twice tried to talk about this mixed tag and we keep talking about work, wrestlers working out and rum. That shows you how much interest we have in the mixed tag, but go on. I did like the first half of the mixed tag where Sammy's coming in, like getting me to sort of an angle and pulling Ronda off the apron so she doesn't have to tag in and get in with her. I, I think the funniest point of that mixed tag match is when Ronda got tagged in against Triple H and I, basically like schooled him. <laughs> Well, that was hilarious. Perfectly Triple H, like, well and eight, well and eight, killing and take this. Yeah, but Triple H hit a back and off going, no, no, don't hit me, no, no, stop. Then Angle gets Stephanie in the ankle lock, and you, think, yeah. you tell, like, this is for a year cut making him ass look like an idiot. No, it's not that. It's like, this is because I'm annoyed about having chicken legs now. Because <laughs> he really does have little chicken legs now. <laughs> Little itty bitty chicken legs. I mean, obviously, in the build, Triple H, they call it back to that. These special truck angle maintains in the past. Even I've been beating up angle for years. What's one more time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, then, uh, the cool spot where they had where she had it, sniffing an armor and, and angle had Triple H and uh, angle and Triple H rolled, knocking angle and a Ronda, which caused her to break the hold. And they both fighting for pedigrees, but they fought out of it. And then yeah. Ronda looked in. You can tell she didn't pull, pull back on it, but as soon as she pulled back in the arms, Stephanie's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm done, I'm good. And she comes out on Raw, she opens to open Raw, just slowly moving with a wee thing on her arm, just like, oh, like, and everybody, and everybody's oh, booing, everybody's booing, I'm like, I was expecting more sympathy, and everybody's booing, like, she knows they were going to boo her, like, why boo, I am hurt. And it comes back to Corey, it's like, these people are so heartless. <laughs> <laughs> then when it comes out, she can tell that when Stephanie's trying to rise her, she's like, She's not being serious, and she grabs her arm and then tries to break it again. Which <laughs> too, too much cheers from the close Mania Raw crowd. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to say about the mixed tag? Like, I think it was as she fared as good as could be expected. Like I say, I think I... a lot of people like there are a lot of people who don't give her as much credit for. Her no, in, she was she was good. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Oh, she was better than I thought. She was like, oh, she clearly, like I said, she said before, and she's putting the work in. She was definitely good, mm-hmm. and she she was a lot better than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, you know, I figured it was just going to be like because I'm so used to Brock, yeah, who is a UFC fighter, and he's so fucking he's a one trick pony. You know, he comes in, look at me, I'm big, I'm beast like, I'm oh look, German suplex for the entire fucking match. Mm-hmm. I expected much of the same, like a one-trick pony, one move, brute strength, blah blah blah. But she was really, she showed me a few things, you know. Yeah. And I, I was more impressed with her than I've ever been with Brock. Yeah. You know, I took the Richie and Baszler to being a fellow friend of Ronda Rousey, both from the MMA. Like, I can't. I wonder what will happen when Shea Baszler comes up. I want to see her interaction with Ronda. Will they be a team? 
Yeah. Like, dominating the women's division. We're seeing a turn on because Cena's a really good heel down in NXT. Like, there are people saying, like, they want to do a kind of an Austin McMahon-ish thing, like the, the face and the authority figure with Stephanie and Rondo. So yeah. maybe the next one's Stephanie to get back at Rondo, keep putting her, oh, you're going to fight this person, try and stack the odds against her. And then eventually Gina debuts, and only to realise that Gina's been paid off by Stephanie to take out Ronda. No, it'd be a good story. Yeah. It'd be a good story. Yeah, but I know she's only had one match and she has been wrestling a bit longer. She actually been wrestled, she wrestled on the Indies a couple for a year or so before the Mayan Classic. Yeah. So uh, I do think she, from what I've seen, is a better in ring. Yeah, but also Ronda is only just this is only Ronda's first actual match, so yeah, yeah. she's still got time to. Like I say, she she definitely impressed me. Yeah. You know, I, I will admit she was she was not generic like I thought she may be. Like, on big shows like WrestleMania, not every match can get the time it really could get, could get. And I think this next match suffered from it, which was Bezos the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. That was that was that was basically a triple threat squash match. Pretty much. Basically, like we yeah. came in. And I was, I was, I'll be honest, I was quite shocked. What, the one? Well, not that they won. I was just shocked by the complete lack of wrestling. Mm. You know, because the Usos in particular, they're a fantastic fucking team. I think it became more just so Usos, Usos Bludgeon Brothers thing, because the New Day were... Yeah, they looking, weren't really part of it as such. Their main highlight was their entrance with the little people doing the worms. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> the, but the New Day... Mm-hmm. You've got great, right? I mean, Kofi is like ninety percent of the wrestling in that group, right? Yeah. Kofi's a great wrestler. Yeah. You've got Biggie, who's a good wrestler, and he's great power. Mm-hmm. You've got Xavier Woods, who's you know makes up the numbers, <laughs> you know. But then you've got the Usos. Both of them are fantastic fucking wrestlers, mm-hmm. and we never really saw that in this match. You know, we've seen a little bit of it, but mostly it was just Bludgeon Brothers come in, kick ass, mm-hmm. win the titles. There, there, there really isn't a lot we can say about that match. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm wrong, tell yeah. me. But... There's, there's some good stuff, but like you said, it's a bit too short. Yeah, it was hope, pretty hope, much like... Hopefully they'll have a, a rematch of this triple threat on a show like Backlash, maybe, where they can have a bit more time. Hopefully so, but yeah. I mean, it's, it seemed very rushed. I did like the the finish though, the assisted powerbomb from the second rope on yeah, yeah, poor yeah. Kofi. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> by Harper. Brittle. Nice to see both of them get the title. Yeah, he look at each other when they bumped like this. They to the end, like you can tell, like we've done it. Like yeah, we finally got something that works. Life. Boom. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we're getting there, man. We're getting there. Like, Here's a bit again about the new the entrance. I'm probably part of like one percent of people who noticed this. Because I know Xavier Woods is a big Power Rangers guy. Yeah. He comes out on the tight on the with his trombone. He plays the tune that he plays. The dur, dur. I'm thinking like that's the Dragon Sword Cop and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers he's playing. But but yeah, that that's what he played on his trombone. I'm like I know it's not like was he calling the Dragon Sword? I like I know it's it's only just became a ten, a child again. I mean, we're all turning each other because we both liked it when we were wee. Like is that the Dragon Sword Cop he just played? I, I knew Xavier was a big fan of like 90s shows and like geek culture. Like, I, I must say, I never knew less about Xavier and I, I suddenly like him more because <laughs> I loved the Green Ranger. Uh, 
Aye, the NXT, he came out as announced from Angel Grove, California. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, sweetness. Like, he, before he did, he, he'd shout, it's Orphan Time, right before he did a rolling clothesline. Like, that was his thing. He's like, Orphan Time! <laughs> that was his whole gimmick. He was a, a bit of a 90s nerd or something yeah. like that. that was, Dragon Sword! He came out of the main roster, that didn't work. So they had to force, they had to sub him with the New Day and that, look where that is now. That, that would have worked, it just, he comes out with a morpher. It's yeah. Orphan Time and he watched somebody in the stall with a morpher. <laughs> You can't give it the New Day's entrance. Like they came out of a cereal box at Mania Thirty Two. Yeah. They came down on a wee ice cream thing at Thirty Three. Like, how can we make it better? Let's get let's get a bunch of little people. I'm still not people. sold on on Big E sort of gyrating as, as, as regions of people. That kind of freaks me out a little. <laughs> but every time Big E does that, you're like, go ahead, not do that. Like, ah, oh, my eyes, stop. The match I really want to see though with the Bludgeon Brothers is maybe like uh, their viruses or or one of the co-branded pay per views. Yeah. They now debuting Authors of Pain. They, de- they debuted on Raw last night to kill Porky Slater and Rhino. Yay! But then Paul I El- hate we, I hate Rhino and Heath Slater. Then Paul Elms as they went to out the ramp, they went like that to Paul and just put their hand on the L ring, and then they both walked up the ramp without him. Yeah. I have a feeling maybe they'll like they'll go for their big first title opportunity. They'll lose, and they'll and the L ring will come up to them back. He's like. See, you weren't ready to go off on your own. You still need me. Oh, ring. See, tell you. See, see. I should go back and get the LOD. See. Despite the fact one of them's deed. See. Uh, well, fuck it. I'll go for the DOA. <laughs> yeah. The disciples of Buffalo. Yeah. So Harper and Rowan versus the authors of pain. I think would be a a really good match. So you don't think the Harper and Rowan versus the authors of pain versus Skull and Eight Ball? No, <laughs> maybe maybe not. No. Was was the next match? Was this the Cena thing next? I'm, I'm like, not sure. Cause it's randomly during the after Charlotte's win, a referee comes out, whispers to him, and he really runs up the ramp like because Charlotte's still on the ramp. No, there was a match after that. There was a match betwixt that. I'm sure. I've started talking. I'll start talking about it. So, but Cena runs up the ramp, and for a minute, there's Pompard main like. Is he gonna try and is he gonna close line Charlotte on his way up the ramp? Just ran away. The, the speed he was moving. Like, That'd have been one way to turn heel, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Just faster. laughs> oh fuck you, bitch! I'm heel now. He <laughs> came out. He was expecting Undertaker. He's in his gear, and the lights go out. And I thought, oh, I think I know what might happen. And it's like, here comes Elias. No, that was cool. I, do you know what? I've never actually watched Elias. For any elongated period, I liked the uh-huh. guy, man. I hope he wins the title soon. Uh, he came out on the road, road. I mean, he was so over, and he said, he, he's saying that WWE stands for, and the crowd will shout along with him, Walk with Elias. That's what WWE he claims stands yeah, for. Walk with Elias. Yes. Uh, it looks cool, man. Then uh, Cena takes the Elias, goes to walk up, and then, gong. Yeah. Out comes did you not? Did you not love the fact that the camera went to, like, Cena on the runway? Uh, and then it went dark, uh, and then it was back into the ring where yeah. the hat and coat were, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, and then hat the... and coat are gone, and then all of a sudden takers there, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have that childlike joy, you're like, yay! So then it came to the ring, I was admitting like, the rumours were there was going to be a confrontation, just a confrontation to be a match later, but then, but then boom. But I think there's a referee, like, is the match actually happening, and then the bell rang, like, what? <laughs> Yeah, but how quick was Taker? Yeah. Like, shit, that new hit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that is a sport hit. Then Cena's selling, like, when he went to the final couple, and then Taker sells down, and then he's, he's still like, what the? 
the knee, then he just yeah, got yeah, for yeah. just put the hill. Oh, he went, went for the bloody tap out, man. Uh, made Zayn tap. <laughs> and it was a good thing to make the, make the most ridiculous member of that team tap. Because Zayn's a dickhead. Yeah. They showed up on Raw last night in Tango's office. There you go. Not pausing it this time. Oh, my God, thank you. Ow. Ow, my God. Randomly talking to the microphone, you know, I've got nothing to, nothing I can say because the thing talks, the thing, the thing comes up if you if it goes this long in this recording without, without audio. Nothing that Scott can say. I, I had to make one of my frequent trips to go for a pee. Yeah, there, yeah I'm probably gonna cut that out. I, I apologize. I... Right, nobody's gonna know. Turn around. People should know. Right. Not everything. On uh, Raw, I think Angle's in his office, and then Zayn and Owens come in and they try to get a job on Raw because he can't go back to SmackDown. And Angle actually says this on TNA, uh, on TNA, on WWE TV. I think it's because Jarrett's now in the Hall of Fame and he founded TNA. He went, I'm oh, sorry, my Canadian vision's still, but I do hear TNA are hiring. <laughs> he said that on Raw, and everybody, all you hear people going, ah. Oh. <laughs> what was the reaction? Who owns From Zane and Owens. I don't know. I, I can't really remember. I just remember the fans. I just remember my reaction. It's like many of the people in the area going, oh. The fans like, ah, oh, totally bummed you, bitch. Then like, they had a match. They had only one you can get into. They had a match, but they both, neither of them made it back to their feet over 10, so the referee called it a no dip contest. Then people started trying names of other companies they could go to, like TNA and New Japan. TNA, Triple A, no, no, no. I actually hope. I'd actually like to see an episode of NXT where Eagles that's coming into the performance center and it feels so and Owens and Zayn are there like they're that desperate they, they want to they're willing to start from the bottom again yeah, to, yeah, keep, yeah. to keep their job. Like, yeah, I like this I'd like to see where they go from here and I'm wondering what Brian's going like on SmackDown because the rumors they'll of who he'll get to replace him with GM because he's doubt he'll be he'll remain GM like now that he's now that he's in their whole thing they're rumored that Jarrett Jeff Jarrett can't be in. Not Jarrett. Jarrett did give a really good Hall of Fame speech, though. He was he's getting choked up in that, and you could tell this meant a lot to him. Yeah. And he and uh, Jesse and Road Dog did a version of with my baby tonight, <laughs> going through the crowd and they went to that Do you know the words? Went, I know the first verse. Well, this is the second verse, Zach. And they go to he's there. He sings about goes. Good thing you're also a wrestler, otherwise your kids would go hungry. <laughs> Mm. Oh. When they get finally made up by about to stage, Road Dog's fucked by this point. He goes, "How long is this song?" I like, I like Road Dog's song. Yeah, no, I, I, so I like this song, but it's, 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 it's a bit of a point. He's a bit. Uh, yeah, 
and he looks like this. How long is this song? Is this song still going? Can you imagine how pathetic Road Dogg's career had been if we'd have kept him with that gimmick? Yeah. Oh. Oh, terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, Brian's looking good and hopefully... He... Hopefully he will continue as so. Yeah. Because it was a great match. And he, like you, like you have said before, and I have also said, he did not look like he'd lost one, nope. one step. It was great. I mean, he, he was like doing his week when he goes at the corner and does the backflip. There was a video of him training to do that. Like, yeah. He does, it, he goes twice to do it. He hesitates a bit, and then he does the third time he hits it. And he says it's the first time in three years I've done that. So you could tell there was a bit of nerves of it. He didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Next match was uh, the Raw Women's Title match. We always was coming down from the podium, which I joked on Twitter she'd stolen for bad news about it. <laughs> Oh, one thing these things may keep going up, but the same, but he kept appearing through a through a pay per view yeah. doing bad news between matches. Yeah, and his podium broke. So the first time it happened, it was on. It was just low down on the ground, and he says, "I've come down to all of your level." Then, Brian, I've got some bad news. And then, but then, so then on, they realised he couldn't get it to go back up again, so he had to stay like that. <laughs> well, no, I must say, I was a little underwhelmed by that match. I think it was kind of what needed because at least Alyssa is pissed off the much bigger, stronger now, and now Nia gets to kill her. And then all of how she makes her dinner, and if you're a meet, just before the bell rang, she ran through a Mickey James and just tossed her around. Yeah, no, it was just like, I mean, it's two completely different styles because Alexa Bliss is this little quick thing. Yeah. And Nia Jax is just. Beastable, <laughs> you know, and I mean that in the most positive sense. But I, just, I, but I know, but I just love the way you just emphasize the word beastable. Oh, I, I mean that in the most positive sense because she is phenomenally yeah, she's, yeah, she's vicious. Great. Yeah. You know, like, I don't mean beastable. Like, oh, it's a beast. I mean, like, yeah. my God, she is awesomely yeah. awesome. <laughs> you know? I, I even say on Twitter, I think it's about time she had a run with the title because there's only so long you can be portrayed as a monster without yeah. actually properly winning a title. Did you, did you see Alexa Bliss's sad little face yeah. at the end of it while she was all crouched? Like, That's my belt. I just love the screaming where she slapped Nia's face and Nia screams her face and then Alexa screams as well. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to run away with she goes like, no. <laughs> it was just, at the end of the match, she wanted to give her a cut of because she was like, the wee face, she was like, well, that's my title. And you're like, well, you did nothing to hold on to it. You should have kicked out then, shouldn't you? Yeah, it's like, you got your arse kicked, woman. I did like the someone dropped from the middle rope. Yeah. It did take a bit too much to up, I thought, but still, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, like, do you think maybe Asuka should have done in defeat what Nakamura did? Yes, I do. But before we get to the finish, let's talk about Nakamura had the rock star like entrance. Thing. How good was that fucking entrance? I think I was. I get to Cooper's guitarist doing that. Like the show yeah. in the crowd. She was in the crowd at NXT Takeover the yeah. night before. And so they had that. That's so good. Like, like, I remember when they'd been calling the rock star. Like, why? Why is he a rock star? What the hell's the point in calling? I don't get the nickname. And then they gave him this entrance. And I went, okay, yeah, this is the. Yeah. And more of the point, it, it, it had a little bit of a nostalgic feel to it yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, like when you get guitar and. Yeah. Phenomenal entrance, and you don't win. Yeah. You know, Dudley Boys at WrestleMania, anyone? <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> fucking entrance. Triple H at 17 and 21. Yeah. Phenomenal entrance, and you don't win. Yeah. Like, both 
both Wyatt and Orton at WrestleMania 30 last time they were in New Orleans, both had live entrances. Mm. Uh, great match, though. Yeah. Fucking great match. Uh, maybe it's because I was tired at the point that I felt there was, or maybe I built it up in my head. I've seen, I've seen the gym point. match, I've seen the New Japan match, but I'm not the most avid New Japan guy. I watch it occasionally, as I've said, but yeah. I like. It feels like something's missing here. I don't know what it is, but maybe now, yeah. maybe then Nakamura's done what he did at the end. Maybe they'll have that. That will be added to. But I think actually, obviously, I think Easy actually performed better in this match than Nakamura did. I think Easy was a bit more on his game. But well, let it... me ask you, end of the match, right? <laughs> Love that finish. How surprised were you by the finish? Very. Did you like it though? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't sure of it, and then they did the turn at the end where Nakamura was finding the title, and then. <laughs> yeah, I must say myself and the people I was watching it with, our reaction was, "Oh, <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, he's waiting for it." Oh, he just stomps on the outside, and then he does the knee. Yeah. And I said before, like he's already kind of got the swagger of a heel, so why not? Let him go for it. Like, and some people might be annoyed with it, but I'm gonna point out some people who might be big fans of him in New Japan and all that. You know, oh, we liked him in New Japan. Like, why is he turned him heel? Like, there's a group in, in New Japan called Chaos, which Okada is kind of the head of their kind of faces now. But I, I'm pointing out to some of these people. You know who started that faction? Nakamura, one of the founding members. And what were they when they started? They were heels. And that's that's kind of where Nakamura apparently developed his current gimmick, this King of Strong style gimmick. Yeah. When he, when he started that. And... He developed his current gimmick as a heel. Yeah. And then he came a you know guy because he was he had such a good personality. Yeah. And, and then he came to WWE and now he's now he's a heel again. Well, good for him. <laughs> Hopefully he'll win the title. Yeah. I, I did like Easy going going after leg and doing the, the calf crusher because Nakamura kept mentioning I'm gonna need, how I'm gonna win I'm gonna do it by means of you. Well I'm gonna take out your leg so you don't so you can't knee me in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Then Nakamura gets the knees up for the forfeit and immediately rolls him over. Yeah, so we're good spots, but I felt yeah. there could have been, like I said, I felt something was missing. But that's not to take say it was terrible because these two, these two could you couldn't put these two in a match and say it was terrible because no. there's no way. It's like I, I get what you're saying. You want you wanted a fucking you wanted it to be a ten. I think I think maybe the then the fact that they used the fact that it is a dream match as the hype may have hindered that. Pushed it a little yeah. more than it needed to be. Yeah, but Nakamura won the, the New Japan match that they had. The one New Japan match they had. Easy's won this. They're one one. There's gonna be a there's definitely gonna be a rematch. Maybe think, a backlash, maybe yeah, I think I know what you're saying though. It's like you wanted it to be a you wanted you think AJ Nakamura yeah. you wanted it to be a fucking ten. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe like an eight, nine. Mm-hmm. It, like, it was just one thing. Like if it, that's, that's what, yeah. I know there's gonna be another match and I know that's gonna be really good as well. And the fact that Nakamura's turned heel is great some possibility, so that's why I can't be annoyed at the fact that he didn't win. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about what, what the next match because we've already ranted about it in certain lengths and we went just we've probably went over an hour by this point. What match is this? The only other match is a tag title match, remember? Oh, uh, well, we, we can talk all that a little. I'm, I'm sure we can add a little more to it. I'd rather not, to be honest with you. Well, we just say Braun Strowman making the bar look like dickheads and making the, w, the tag title look like shit. Enough mm-hmm. said, move on. So see, I, I feel bad for Braun as well because they didn't have anything for him, so they just gave him this. What are the fucking bar? I know, but all three of them deserved better. Yeah, yes, they did. 
We should have beat up the kid. I can say that's an ultimate heel turn, but no, I'm pretty sure it would be a face turn in the eyes of Nanny. Ultimate heel turn, they should all just have brought the kid to the ring and beat the piss out of him. That would have worked. Yes, at least people would still talk you know, about that you know, as opposed to the fucking match. Because Matt won the Battle Royal, well, and he's probably, probably going to be him Bray that fight for the title against the bar at the Saudi Arabia show. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, if Matt and Bray win, Matt automatically becomes the most successful member, successful winner of that Battle Royal, because what have anybody else, other guys done since winning it? Matt and Bray win? Whatever will we call a brother Nero? Well, he made a return and seemed to be set in... Seth and Finn against, <laughs> the, uh, against the Miz and the Miztourage in the main event of Raw. Yeah. Uh, I thought Joe was, it was going to be was Joe. It, was he Jeff or was he... No, 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 he was just Jeff, but he had to have an interaction with Matt and... and uh, Matt, even it was, it was Bray that called him Brother New, and he goes, I, he said, how do you feel since Matt deleted Cesario? And he just looked at Matt and he goes, wonderful. <laughs> and he did, they did the backstage thing where Matt's there, he's trophy and he's talking to it, and he looks at Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt just says, he's, we're here. But he doesn't do the Lost Lantern, he just does it. We're here. Right. So he still has elements of Bray Wyatt, but he just, he's, a, he's a different kind of Bray Wyatt now. He doesn't he's, have Sister Abigail. He's Brother Wyatt. <laughs> Woken Wyatt or so. Woken Wyatt. I am not sure how I'm going to feel about that. I think they'll be good together. Can I just point out? Right? Yeah. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Former world champion. Yeah. Matt, uh, Bray Wyatt. Former world champion. Uh, Matt's never been a world champion. Not in, not in WWE. WWE. Uh, the title, but Matt's never been a world champion in WWE because let's face it, ECW meant nothing in WWE. Let's be honest. Let's be serious about that fact. Yeah. So what was your point? Well, Matt now is the most over fucker out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. But he's never won the main belt. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to win the main belt to make you the most. Ray has over. been both a tag champ mm-hmm. and a world champ, and that's still. I don't, I don't realize how many belts Matt actually held, uh, other than the tag belts. He's had the hardcore, the European, tag, European cruiserweight US, cruiserweight US. Like he's won that clear ECW, NW. Like he's held quite a few t- more titles than we actually. It's because he's not held like the world title, people forget yeah. that what he's actually done. Well, he's held a hell of a lot of belts. Yeah. Just like Jeff and Bray have held the, the big the big dollar belts, you know. Yeah. But, oh, there was a thing that Matt, Matt and Jeff did where they won the titles in TNA when they were broken, but they went to other promotions and tried to win their titles because they wanted to be in Matt's where it's the greatest dive team in all the space They wanted to be as good at, or, uh, or better than the Dudleys, obviously. Oh, they wanted, Matt said they wanted to be the best team in all the space and time. So I'm hoping that they start challenging, when, if he and Bray win the title, they start challenging like whoever this Matt tag champs or the NXT champs or to prove that they're the better tag champions. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully Bray and Matt win. Bray and Matt will win. Yeah. And then Bray will betray them all and win the world championship again. And it'll, it'll lead to another mental dele- deletion match, or whatever you call it, the Hardy compound between No, no, no. It'll lead, it'll lead to Matt being reimagined. Yeah. And he will be part of the Wyatt family. Because the Wyatt family is stronger than the Woken. Well, yes. 
I like both of them. And like, I, I'm telling you, Bray's going to be really good with Matt. But mate, Bray's better in a teamwork. So Wyatt's or with Hardy. Bray's better than all of them. God damn it. I say Bray's better in a team. He's not as good as good on his own. Well, we will agree to disagree upon that fact. Yes. Because well, we won't because you're wrong. But I will pretend I, to. I say you're blind, man. You're blind. You're blind, man. You're blind. You're such a blind or something. You can't see. I drank too much rum, man. Too much rum. <laughs> Are you saying you didn't see the main event before you when you told me? I did not see the main event. I I wilted beforehand. I mean, I was wilting during the Nakamura match. I could not keep my eyes open. I I went to sleep mm. on my mother's kitchen floor, watching Phil games. Uh, but I did hear it was bloody. Uh, it was very like they went each other through places like. Brock went for one match on the outside. Brock, Brock called him and hit belly belly on the outside. I, I did hear that Bray botched one and nearly broke Roman's neck off. Uh, I, don't remember, I don't remember that. Oh, I, think, I think I did see the one I nearly landed on his head. Yeah, that he was got, one. Roman got put through German Nounsteel at one point. Uh, I, bet, I bet the Spanish Nounsteelers at Manson's the other side were thankful it wasn't them this did time. Der, did Death Table survive? Death Table, aye. My God! Matt, uh, Kurt got pushed across it, but he didn't like break. He just went. He just flew across yeah. it. The, the Spanish announced they will survive their WrestleMania. What? What? <laughs> How you like that? Yeah. But then after like three or four, uh, like maybe four, yeah, five F fives, including the one on the outside, break boom, wouldn't stop kicking out. So Brock takes the gloves off, and like the way you hear him, you hear the thud that he <sighs> and then. But Bray get, gets up, the blood is pouring out of his head, like not just a bit of blood, pouring like out. Proper blood. It's probably a shot where it's him and Brock on the floor looking at each other and you see the blood all over Roman's face. Yeah. Yeah, it's two spears, Brock kicks it, but then Brock hits another F5. Bringing back the attitude error, people. And Brock actually retained the title. I know. I wasn't, I wasn't annoyed, I was more confused. Were you flabbergasted? More confusing than anything else. Were you flummoxed? <laughs> Again, confused. Flummoxed, confused. Our world had been had been confuddled. Like, the whole everything that apparently has been happening all year, building all year to have this match to have Roman win, but now apparently Brock has resigned a new deal. Oh God! He's still going to do UFC as well. But I don't know how this is going to work. They've announced they two at least a rematch for Saudi Arabia this time in a steel cage. As I say, people were booing this a lot during the match match because it was a decent match, but people just didn't care about it because they, they thought they knew what was going to happen. <laughs> it was a decent match, but people just didn't care. Well, they thought Rome was going to win. Everyone's going, and they didn't really. Care. All they didn't care for Brock either. So I don't think he's. But uh. So hope, maybe they're hoping because apparently when they did, they've done shows inside here before, Brayton and Roman's got you, so maybe they think it'll, it'll be better if they... Maybe you got Yeah. Do you know if Brock holds the title for 62 more days, it'll beat Punk's, like, 434 record from the WWE title? Do you think that's what they're holding for? I, I don't think that it was intentional, but... Uh, I'm, hope, I'm betting, like, a lot of the harder fans who don't like... Don't like bro. Not the late can I suddenly realise I can think, come on Roman! Yeah. Realise it has to see Roman again. Maybe, maybe that's why. Mm. Maybe we're going to 
get it to a point where Brock's going to be just that close to hold, beating Punk's record. Okay. We'll have Reigns beat him, mm-hmm. and then ultimately the fans will love him. Now, Bron- Bro- so Brock is the longest Reigns singles champion currently in WWE. Do you know the second is? Pete Dunne. Done. Aye, for the UK, with the UK title because he held it when it should take over Chicago in May, like a month after Brock won the title of Mania. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't show up all the time on NXT because he's still on a, he's, like I said, the UK guys are on a particular date schedule. Yeah. He's held it for he, he's held it all that long that he's the second longest singles champion in all of WWE. Okay. Yep. Looking over the shoes, I'll just tell you now. It's a guy who showed up. At, at Raw last night, who supposedly was going to go on a program with Lesnar. Yeah. And apparently that's what they're keeping with Lesnar around for, for a match at SummerSlam. It's uh-huh. Bobby Lashley. Oh, so he's turned up now. Yep. Apparently it was one of the things in Lashley's deal that he comes in, shoots a mate, and he starts out with a program with Lesnar. Well, that's that, I think that's one of the provisions on, on Lashley's deal. Has he actually turned up? Aye. He showed up last night, I'll show you it later. Oh, good, good. He'll show me it later. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was WrestleMania. Yeah. I was gonna say a lot of good stuff on this, but like some disappointing decisions. Yes. So, like, like having John Cena wear at all. I was gonna say more so having the titles won by Bonnie Child or having Cinder win at all. Yeah, yeah, that was horrible too. But yeah, the I think the the odd decision. Um, some people are going to hold it just like that with the fact that Roman got with the main event because they don't like either of them. Yeah. Are they going to hold that as saying, oh, it was the worst ever when really they had a lot of good stuff on it as well? Like, well, they had a hell of a lot of good stuff. Aye, they had Brian's return, you had the Bludgeon Brothers winning, even though, you know, it was quick, it was a decisive win and they, what, they finally got belts. The, the Charlotte Asuka was a really great match. She now got his ass handed. Yeah. I see the Undertaker returned to kill Cena and Sam Marina, he lost his streak in. Mm. Both the both the main title matches, even though we may not have got the winners we wanted, were phenomenal matches. Yeah, there was blood. Yeah, like, that Charlotte was fucking bleeding in her match. Yeah, yeah, well, I think there was some blood in this ladder match, but it wasn't intentional. Occasionally, you see some guy with a bit of blood who may have gotten nicked through a ladder or something. Yeah. But there was there was blood. There was yeah. excitement. Yeah. There was it was all good. Yeah. Yeah. These people worrying about it being great and all that. I mean, think about me. I I don't have any tobacco. Absolutely. <laughs> there are also some people who had higher expectations, and they they set their expectations so high that it's hard to. Be, I think that's why I had I, I said about the Nakamura match. I thought there was going to be something more. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe it's just an expectation thing. Probably. You know, you expect it to be something that it's not. Look on the right side. This is not the worst mania we've had in recent years. Mania 32. Yeah, apart from the triple threat. And there's a ladder match. Were the only two good matches on that show. Oh, Jericho AJ was decent. What about what about like any WrestleMania where John Cena's won a title? They're all disgusting. Well, WrestleMania 32 was was a bit shit. Was shit, and Cena didn't win a title. So it doesn't. I know, but I'm just I I'm basically reiterating the point that I think John Cena is the devil's spawn. <laughs> Good lord. Well, we've went well over an hour and nearly, like nearly an yes, hour. Yes, we half. have rock and roll. 
and I was going to talk a bit more about the Rock Mania, but I've mentioned enough about it, and I really want to just throw up this up now. Yeah. But, Paul, do you want to talk to you a little bit about music? Yeah. I do, I do. The musical choice we are picking for this show, and I say we because I let Scott hear it and he loved it. He did. It was good. Ukrainian band called Ginger. What's the song called? The song is called Pisces. And I've just discovered this band. I have no idea how long they've been out or whatever, so if anyone wants to call us on it, well, screw you, I don't know them. You know, I don't know the people who will call me on it, and I don't know the band that well, so... But I've just discovered them. You, you will love the vocalist. This woman, she is... Words cannot describe how good she is, so I, I, I'm sure you will all enjoy this song. And that is all I have to say upon it. Oh, but Paul's musical recommendation at the way, yeah. Uh... And to like some basic boost for the comfort of family and podcast and for at SBU Rambling, a lot of people got a lot of good, a lot of people liking retweeting some of the tweets I've posted from our Paul account when I was live tweeting during TakeOver and WrestleMania. We seem to get a lot of good reactions, so hopefully, some of you who are, if there's any other who are doing that during me and TakeOver, hope you've tuned in and you hope you like what you're listening to. Make sure to take us out on all the platforms, like mainly Anchor and various other platforms. Send us on. I think we'll be back in the studio next week. I believe college is open again, so. Yay, somewhere where I can't smoke. <laughs> we're just let's wait all the bit for other professional equipment or being able to smoke. No, that's a good question. <laughs> I knew midway through saying that sentence. <laughs> I'm a bit, sure did. I'm a bit tired now. Goodbye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.